0: dynamic ad insertion, content and connection. That's what we're talking about this week on Sounds Profitable with me, Brian Barletta. This episode of Sounds Profitable is brought to you by Podsites, podcast attribution. Go to podsites.com for more information. I know that you're listening to Sounds Profitable because podcast ad tech is important to you, but it's important to me that you are kept up to date on the latest news from the entire podcast industry. To help with that, here's what happened last week, no matter when you're listening, from James Critlin at Pod News. I wrote an article earlier this year about dynamic ad insertion, which I'll link to in the description. I used an awesome live demo from the company, A Million Ads, to really showcase how deep you can get with dynamic ad insertion and content insertion and give you that hands-on experience. So I reached out to Brian Sherman, spelled with an I, of course, from A Million Ads to talk about the technology and the passion behind bringing dynamic ad insertion and dynamic content insertion to the
1: future of the audio medium.
0: Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining me on Sounds Profitable.
1: Thank you. I'm, I really appreciate you inviting me to join. I'm really excited to be here. I know we've spoken quite a few times over the last, I guess, couple of years. So excited to be on yeah. the actual podcast.
0: Yeah. So Brian's from A Million Ads, and we did an article all about dynamic ad insertion. And it was really important for me to paint the picture of how it works, right? It's this piece of technology that is so critical to the growth of podcast ad tech. Now, Podcast advertising will survive and will grow no matter what. But podcast ad tech focuses on deciding at the time of request what ads or what content to place into an episode to give everybody who's requesting something the chance for a unique episode. And I wanted to show the most hands-on example I could. And Brian had demoed for me forever ago, A Million Ads, the platform that basically feels like Mad Libs for audio Uh creation, right? You set an audio bed in the background, you set different parts of the script, you set words that can be replaced. And the best part is the demo aspect, which when you send somebody that link, they can set all the pre-configured things, Mm -hmm. right? You can say, I am in the US, it is the morning, I am connecting from an iPhone. So you can determine an experience full dynamic ad insertion from any of those endpoints. And I was just really blown away that a million ads, which is dynamic audio, uh, had this tool when not a single company I know in direct streaming for ad serving has it or for Mm -hmm. podcasting. And it was just so interesting to see this. And I just had to to shine the light on it. So you know, Brian, thank you guys for making that demo. That's got to be such a big hit when you're explaining to people how yeah, it works. A-
1: absolutely. Right? I mean, I think what, what I loved about what you did with that is you actually took it even a step further, right? Because a lot of times when we think about dynamic audio, we're thinking about it in the lens of a 15, 30, 60 second ad unit. You pushed the envelope, which I love. And that's what that's really me about what we've created <laughs> is that like, there's so many different types of things that you can do. What you made was dynamic audio content in a way, because The actual content you were listening to, the podcast itself, was dynamic. So you could hear different things based on where you were, what type of device you're on, what day it was, which I thought was a really interesting use case. And I think overall, that's what really excites me about A Million Ads and what we're doing here is that there are so many creative ways to apply this technology. Um, I, I am constantly chatting with, you know, publishers, brands, partners, and they're they're even pushing us to think about it in different ways, and different forms, which is really exciting. So I thank you for taking what we've created and actually pushing us a step <laughs> forward to go, wow, we've never applied it like that. But that's actually really interesting because that opens other doors and other different types of thought processes around dynamic in general.
0: Yeah, I I appreciate that. I mean, that's my entire goal. Would sounds profitable. I get that sometimes I'll come up with these ideas or these use cases that like, more people really care about but the goal is to just get people thinking about outside the box right because these spaces audio overall is moving so fast and there's so much opportunity ahead that we're not even mm-hmm. optimizing yet i really don't feel that way right a failed campaign you can easily do a make good and just get rid of those impressions like you can say sorry and there's available inventory you're not going to sell out anyways right failed optimization failed attribution There's so many ways around it because we're not at 100% Mm -hmm. fill and we're not flooded with advertisers yet, right? Every day we're getting infinitely more inventory than we have available ads. So there's room to fail forward and ask for the next thing. But tools like this and the things that I'm trying to bring forward are really just like, well, what happens when we get those constraints? Mm -hmm. Today, you might not need something like a million ads. For every one of your ads or any of your ads but what happens when an advertiser says to you well what's unique why are you charging five dollar more or ten dollar more cpm i don't actually think your host is that much more impressive i don't think your network drives that much better of a value than anything else you can say well we've been dabbling with this tool we've been thinking outside the box you're starting to think about it i'm planting the seed Mm -hmm. and that's the whole goal because how often does somebody get to be like, well, I, I find ad tech interesting and let's play around with it like it's Legos. And that's, right. I just want to get people thinking about it because it is fun. It's it's, it's fun. I mean, you know? I,
1: I think when you, when you think about audio and what's happening in the landscape is, uh, I, I mean, there's, it seems like there's a new massive podcast network, podcast company, individual influencers, celebrity getting into the podcast world. So there's, there's no shortage of content that's becoming available to everybody. I think what you're starting to see is sort of the, a couple main players starting to emerge that they're sort of buying up their own content, their own tech stack, their own exclusive contract with whomever it might be. So you're starting to see these big players start to consolidate the space. I think what comes next now is going, okay, we've put all these disparate pieces together. Now, how do we get the most out of them? Because now we have all the pieces that we need. Now we can connect them all with one single thread because it's now under one house. Um, I think podcasting is just getting started. Uh, As you said, like they're not squeezing everything out of it that they can at this point. And I think part of that is, you know, it was mostly smaller teams starting to build content hubs or podcasting tools or attribution metrics and all these disparate things. And they're just focused on the piece that they're focused on. So now when you have bigger dollars, bigger companies coming into the, uh, into the picture, you're now able to start going, okay, how do we get more out of what we have and continue building for the future? Yeah. So that's really, exciting. I think dynamic audio plays really well into that. And, you know, part of the things you were talking about is, you know, maybe they're not, they're, they're not filling their ad spots at a hundred percent capacity. I think you actually wrote a, you wrote something about that. Was it either this week or last week about it yep. saying, Hey, and now a message from our sponsor or, you know, from this brand, and there's actually no message and it just kicks, kicks right next to the content. So, I think what you're going to start to see is I think part of the challenge with podcasting now, it's it's not a heavy lift. It's just a very manual process. It almost seems like you're going to one podcast yes. by one, one piece by one. And, and that's good for these smaller, sometimes these D2C brands that are just more nimble and able to sort of execute on a smaller scale. But when you get to the massive dollars and, you know, the biggest Fortune 20 or Fortune 50 companies that are throwing massive amounts of money into a specific space, podcasting is a little bit of a challenge because it's so manual and you need to go bit by bit by bit. You can't come up with a massively scaled campaign because it just doesn't exist yet. A very
0: smart man who I'm sure doesn't want to be attributed on my show once said the issue of podcast advertising is the advertisers we need in this space are looking for audiences that brush their teeth. So they're not looking to make things more granular. Right. They're not looking to split a P, which to be honest, we don't have this reach, the big reach that other channels have right now. They're trying to reach everyone. And we lack some of the tools to do that on host red. We lack some of the tools to do that on even announcer red. I mean, a million ads is amazing. And it's based off of vast video Mm -hmm. ad serving template, which is a beautiful name for something that includes audio. Um, I guess it's better than DAST digital ad. (laughs) That one didn't fly very well. But the problem there is that like, this is amazing technology that you guys have put effort into working in podcasting. There are four hosting platforms that enable publishers to directly use that themselves. There are two programmatic solutions that allow you to do that server side so that's not a sizable amount i mean it's probably more than 50 percent of all the podcasts even more if you look at the ones that are advertising and that would be relevant mm-hmm. for the tool but we're we're not all using the same tech we're not all growing the same way we're not all creating standards marty from Headgum made an amazing comment to me that they're it's no banner ad in podcasting and like i thought for the longest time like oh man it's so cool that podcast ads or whatever we want and yeah maybe it's about the seconds or things like that but the lack of standard Uh standardization Uh kind of sucks right because if there's no standardization there's no room to think outside the box because there's no box create the box fill the box fully use every available space in there and let's start getting around it and what we need to do what we need and partners like you are going to make this happen by how appealing your product is is build that box and say these are standards every ad server does this this is how you charge for this type of thing these are the bare minimums for this caliber Mm -hmm. on the platform and it's got to include dynamic ad insertion it's got to include
1: vast as a solution and that's how we bring things forward i think you're seeing that happen right? I mean, you're, you're again, with the consolidation, they're buying yeah. all the pieces and now they go, all right, how do we fit all these things together? And then come up with a mass scale play and just sort of a baseline of how you can work in the podcasting world. I think uh, dynamic audio is really interesting because, you know, the, the beauty of podcasting is that it's intimate. It's, it's, there's a direct connection, but as we discussed, it's, it's a very manual to get sort of Podcast by podcast, get the host to read it. It doesn't scale very well. And then on the flip side of that, you have yeah. mass scale. But the challenge with that is it's not very personal. Because again, as you said, you just want to reach people that are brushing their teeth. What we try to do is sort kind of come in the middle. We can, because you're layering on data and there's a dynamic piece to the actual ad experience and it's speaking to you in a more unique and personalized way, you can access the scale, but then also access sort of that personal piece that podcasting brings. So we sort of sit right in the middle of both of those things.
0: And I think that's so neat because the, so to, to fully explain it, the way this would work is that instead of an ad, it's a vast URL that calls out to a million ads and it, um, It gives a bunch of indicators like Mm -hmm. IP address, user agent, the timestamp of the request, the episode ID, basically anything you want to pass can be passed. And then in a million ads, you action off each of those points, whether they're hard coded things that they provide or things that you can upload. One of the demos that I saw was, I think, was it with um, ACAS you guys did a partnership with to have them read all of the the podcast names? Or you use Descript, right. Right. Yeah. was it? Was it? Descript? We've been we've been doing
1: some um, experimentation with ACast and kind of pushing the envelope on sort of what we can do with podcast data, meaning the name of the actual show or the genre. That's an yeah. input. So if that can be passed to us, then we can use that in the script some way. So maybe we want to change the feel of an ad if you're listening to entertainment content or crime or comedy. Maybe we want to. Again, make that ad experience personal. So we actually mentioned the name of the podcast you're listening to right now, so that you can take a host yeah. read. You could do it across fifty or a hundred shows, but it seems personalized because it's like, oh, they know the they know the, the name of the show I'm listening to. So it just seems more intimate and more real and more natural to what you would hear from a host read ad on one specific yeah. podcast show.
0: I, and I think that that's I, I like to talk about how like listener-based targeting is real rough right now, right? IP-based says it's my household, right? In my household, if it's a household connection, you're going to be able to see my wife and me. I love Mm -hmm. ad tech. Like this is not just like a job for me, it's fun. So I get weird ads. My wife is like super amazing, my carbon neutral. She's out there changing the world for the better place. So a little bit crunchier, a little bit more political advertisements. It's very easy and very likely that I will get ads for things that she likes, right? Because we're all one household and that's what you get for the IP address. And I like to give the example, not assuming that Night Vale does this, but like just because I want to buy a new bike doesn't mean I want to listen to welcome to Night Vale and hear an ad for that new bike. While it's targeted to me, like you just killed it. But if you could just know just simply Not even that it's Night Vale, but the category it's in. Right. Like, how powerful is that? How powerful is it just to be like, maybe we can advertise the bike, but it's just like, man, have you ever thought about riding a bike around a spooky neighborhood? Like, you know what I mean? Or like like doing the true crime thing, spoofing on uh, the law and order sound, anything like that. Picking something that allows content that would take so much effort to create completely unique ones and just changing little things that make it feel contextual. Exactly.
1: That's exactly. so cool. And that's the, the that's why people listen to podcasts, right? Because they, <laughs> you are selecting the content that you want to hear and it's like your own unique experience. So if you can actually take a data input and match the ad experience with the podcast you're listening to, I think that's really when the, the brand ultimately wins. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, in our industry, we're all really close to it. Right. And so to hear all the cliches said over and over again, it can be frustrating, but you know, they're, they're cliche because they're true. I mean, like these are things that people like when someone gets into podcasting, they follow that same path, right? There's jokes about it. There's Uh t-shirts about it. Same with veganism, same with CrossFit, same with all these things. It's a path. It's a, it's a culture. It's identity. And so people are looking for that connection. They find it in podcasting and everything we can do to not just be like, Hey, just stick around and maybe buy something because this is how I pay for the shit you listen to. Like anytime it's just like, Hey, I use this awesome product and you should too. Or anytime it's making it more accessible, making it part of the experience advertising works. We want
1: to buy things. And again, that's, it's, it's hard to capture that at mass scale, which is how some of these big brands want to do their buys, right? They, they want to go in really hard into a specific medium, and they want to throw a lot of dollars at it, but it, it, podcasting hasn't figured out how to capture those in a, in a very meaningful way yet. So, you know, the hope is with, with Dynamic, we can capture that same personal feeling around those ad experiences, but then just do it at scale across tons of podcasting content, which is, I think, the direction we're headed into yeah. now.
0: And I think the, the, the big area that I want to say, that's really impressive. And I, and I think everybody in the ad tech space needs to learn from is you guys might do demos and examples better than everyone else. Uh, and I know this entire episode sales sounds like a sales pitch, but like, I'd like to preface that a million ads is not a sponsor. I'm just legitimately blown away by the fact that like, I don't need to know what you do and I can press play and I can watch a video. You had one about a YouTuber that used your content like or your tool to do uh sequential acts mm-hmm. to tailor it based on different experiences from the listener and like right it's just I, I can't understate i can't i don't know i can't it's something that we don't do well mm-hmm. enough We have websites and press releases that don't do anything, that don't accomplish anything. We have demos that people walk me through that they apologize. Oh, sorry, we don't have any real data in there. Or, oh, ignore it. I'm not supposed to show you this client's data, but it's all I got. That polished demo, that thing you can leave behind, that area you can press play and hear the audio or see the visual on a website, it's the most powerful thing you can do. I, I hope that people trying out the demo that I provided got them interested in working with you because even that is like an air check example. Right,
1: it blows away everybody. Right, I, think else. I think that's what we we pride ourselves on. I mean, we're, we're we're definitely an ad tech company, but the creative is really important piece of that process as well. The strategy behind it. How do we marry the data with the actual creative itself? And it's really interesting, is because when we work with brands, it's almost like a new muscle they have to learn how to flex because no one's really thought of. Audio creative in that manner, um, people do it for banners, they do it for video, but applying that same um, thought process to audio is 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 pretty new for a lot of brands. And you can see as you start to walk through really basic examples, right? Like we could change what we say based on the weather, like right? if it's and they go, oh, I totally get that, right? That's yeah. like crawling. And then you kind of get a little bit deeper into it, like oh, we can actually start combining data points. We can do products that change based on weather. So now we're not calling out weather specifically, but now we're aligning to the feeling you might have when it's raining outside and bringing a product message into that. So what starts to happen is you can start exactly. to see them get more and more comfortable with the concepts and then you want to explore and get a little bit deeper and start really turning the engine up and seeing what we can do. You know, we're working with a very large retailer right now to do something really unique where we took an old school concept. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with print Circulars like when you walk into a store and (laughs) you get a piece of paper that has a whole bunch of deals for that week. We actually took that concept and go, Yeah, we can apply that into the audio world. So we have 10 different audiences and we have different products that rotate every week. And every week we go back into the recording studio, we record the new deals for the next week, and we just cycle them in. So it's essentially an evergreen campaign that's always on, and all we need to do is update our studio leave the vast tag live because it's calling our studio and that's where everything lives. So we're trying to really push the envelope on how we think about, um, brands and experiences and publishers and data and we're le- looping all that stuff together.
0: No, it's, but you're super right there. The, the, being able to recycle an ad is something that people don't talk about enough. Like granted there are uh, podcast super users are not, the majority of people who listen but like people marathon shows and i, I like that language a little bit better oh. and i think that being able to serve them some a slightly right. different ad a slightly different experience it oh. makes a difference right maybe it costs you a little bit extra but we spend too little time on creative
1: like yeah. we really do
0: yeah. you know i did another episode with uh stew red wine yeah. of oxford road and we were talking about how Two weeks before a campaign's live, you have to get the attribution pixels live. And sometimes a month before the campaign's live, you have to book the inventory because they're selling out. But fucking 48 hours before a show? Let's nice. do it. Come on, here's the here's the right. script, right? Let's build that right. creative. And it it doesn't show any care or consideration. And that bothers me because that's what sells. That's what makes the most impact. So having tools that make it even right. easier for someone simply to be like, okay, cool. Well, this ran for a week or two weeks or a month. Let's refresh it. And making it easy. Making it not all on the mm-hmm. audio editor. Making it not taking a raw file and updating it. But doing it in a UI. Doing exactly. it in a CMS. That's That makes it way easier. That means that you don't need just the high talent audio editor. They need to clean up the audio and give the files. But an account manager and an ad ops person can be more mm-hmm. invested In the actual building and experience. Right.
1: And I, I I think you're totally spot on. I mean, we, we see a lot of brands that put so much time and effort into who they're targeting, where they're targeting, what data they're laying on, what attribution partners they're working with. They put all this thought around where exactly they want to be, what the media CPMs are, et cetera, et cetera. And then it gets time to serve the ad. And, you know, a lot of times we'll be like, where are you getting the ad from? And they're like, Oh, somebody just sends me an MP3 at some point. So that tells me that they're not marrying the, the media strategy and the data and everything they're doing with the actual creative itself to actually make sure that they're aligned with each other. Um, but you're, you're, you're totally spot on. I think the most important thing is what your listener hears at the end of the day, which is going to be your audio creative. So you got to put a lot of time, effort, and thought into that, and especially in the podcasting world, right? Because people are so engaged when they're listening, a bad ad experience will... Yeah take you out of your rhythm and just sort of leave a a negative impression. A bad ad
0: experience will convince me to stop listening to an episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like
0: people are um, like, it's, it's, you can't just be like, I'm super sorry. Here's where I make cash. Nobody wants that. Like it's content, whether you're happy about it or not, it is content. You need to take it seriously and tools like this make it happen. And, Right, I'm really excited for a future where we can collaborate more because I think that I think podcasting is tough for what you guys mm-hmm. do right now because the real-time request adds so much value. If someone downloads it, which we are seeing a substantial mm-hmm. drop in automatic downloads, so that's great, right? There, there's less than 20% on average of downloads seem to be automatic, so they are downloading it in real time. But I think the A Million Ads tool is something that can really propel creative growth in podcasting i think tools like what you do and what veritonic Mm -hmm. does are the type of things that we that are ahead of the game because like i said we have so much room to fail forward and grow forward that we're still not at a point yet where we're optimizing Mm -hmm. every single thing on our plate and i think these two tools the the creative focus tools are really going to set everything
1: i mean i think i would i would agree with you on a lot of your sentiment there um it's it's still a i don't want to say it's it's a new medium but like it, the excitement in podcasting is is relatively new and i think with all the new partners and the new publishers coming into the space you're going to start to see them figure out all these little issues that, that we've been talking about and sometimes you explore um, in in your series here so i i think it's only a matter of time and, and you're right we're trying to place ourselves a little bit ahead of the curves or in front of the wave if you will so that we can catch them at the right time
0: heck yeah man yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming here and I'm excited to have you back in the future.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And thanks for all the, the support and for being a fan. So it, it's always great yeah. chatting with you and, and kind of keeping up on everything you got going on your end and congrats on your success, man. I feel like this is pretty recent and you, you've grown it into something really special. So that's that's really awesome. Okay.
0: One last thing I forgot to ask. Yeah. What is your current
1: favorite podcast? <laughs> um, I typically listen, listen to Pivot. Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway, um, Tuesdays and Fridays, I think it is. Occasionally, I'll listen to the daily just to kind of give me a little news fix if I need it. You know, what's interesting is I've noticed my habits changed a lot and my consumption has actually dropped because I'm not commuting. Um, I find that when I listen to podcasts, I really need to listen, like I need to be engaged, which means I can't listen to a podcast and do work. Because I find myself listening too much to the podcast and then forgetting what I'm writing, and then if I'm trying to write, I want to, might find that my brain wants to listen to the podcast. So um, for me, it's it's those times when I am either you know jogging, driving, commuting, taking a walk. That's when I listen to my podcasts. But Pivot, the Daily, um, Recode, those are all on the on the docket. All good ones. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for coming. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Brian. and stick around for some special bonus content at the end of the episode. I've teamed up with Evoterra Terra to give you a minute long strategic thought that is guaranteed to shift your perspective on the present and future of podcasting as we all work to make podcasting better. Thanks to Brian Sherman for coming on to talk about my article, How Dynamic Ad Insertion Actually Works. If you liked what you heard and wanna connect, you can find me Brian Barletta on LinkedIn, way less formally on Twitter as High5RPG. And of course, you can email me at brian at soundsprofitable.com, spelled either way. The most important part about Sounds Profitable is providing you with more resources and making sure that I can answer your questions. So check out the link to Yapa in the episode description and leave me a message. And with your permission, I'll answer it live on the show. The Sounds Profitable podcast and all the cool ad tech bells and whistles you've experienced were thanks to our host and sponsor, Wushka. Everything you've heard since the conversation ended was uniquely created to target you using their dynamic ad insertion features. If any of the callouts were wrong, let us know. The Sounds Profitable podcast would not be possible without the help and support of Evo Terra, James Cridlin, and Ian Powell. Thank you all for your help and support.